after these messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we're here to talk about TV commercials tonight. Good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. That is not how I swear you useless s- shit on all. Well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. Coming up on the show today, you wanted to do a show about fighting, right? Wasn't that your original idea? About I, arguments? Yeah, I watched a commercial. Uh, I think it was at before a movie, but you know how before the trailers, now there's commercials. Yeah. Um, and it was like where people were having some kind of argument. And I thought, I bet you, I wonder how, how many times they've used arguments in a commercial to like make their point. So that's what you were going to do. Yeah. But then you didn't do that. No, so I did not do that. it was my job to put the show sheet together. And I went a different direction because I went with compromise. Oh, look at which you. Which should be the opposite of arguing. But the truth is, I was inspired to do this commercial because... I was, uh, I don't have the actual audio of the example I'm going to uh, describe here, but I was driving the other day and I was listening to one of those radio live reads, like by the host, yeah. you know, the, listen to sports. Like we made Ron uh, Upshaw do. On exactly. Show. Right. And Libby Dinkman. And so anyway, I'm listening to my sports show and then Dave Wyman, you know, goes to break. And I think it was um, a read for, well, it was definitely a mattress company. I want to say Sleep Number, maybe the one where you can adjust the firmness. That makes sense. But yeah. it's like on each side of the bed, you can adjust the firmness differently. Yeah. And in the copy, Dave says something like, um, "Stop compromising. You can each have it your own way." And I, I, I sort of thought, "Wow, that's it's a weird message," because compromise should be a good thing, right? And then I quickly thought, "I'm like, wait, there's a whole." Uh, Pepsi Zero or yes. whatever they call it campaign now that's like you've compromised enough and I'm and, like I'm here yeah. to tell you by the way and I don't care who you are you have not compromised enough <laughs> yeah exactly. none of us have <laughs> no one ever does um and I realized yeah commercials hate compromise oh they hate it and I wasn't sure if there was gonna be enough there America to do a whole... hates to compromise I also learned today so do so do Britons Ugh, yeah what I found... a shock <laughs> and I found so many commercials. My anglophobia is well documented. I heard so many commercials. And there are some, like, I skipped the ones where it's just a generic tagline. There are taglines for so many products that are just like, don't compromise, steal. Don't (laughs) compromise. It doesn't even say what your compromise is. It means, like, don't settle for second best is what they mean, right? It's interesting about the idea of compromising, right? There's sort of two meanings to the word and almost in essence. Like, there's, there's the idea of two people compromising or two entities Mm -hmm. compromising and arriving at something that works for both of them. And then there's compromised in the sense of less than. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And for the vast majority of commercials, it's always compromise is a bad thing, right? Except for one I can think of here that I don't have the audio for as well because it's a, uh, again, an AM radio ad. (laughs) But I told you about this the other day. Um, there's a law firm, I assume, specializing in family law, mm-hmm. and it's all about if you're getting a divorce, call us. We're Truce Law Firm. And I don't know if Truce was really somebody's name or if that's kind of concocted, but the tagline is, sometimes it's best to call a truce. Or when you don't know what else to do, call a truce. Yeah. And it's about like m- kind of mitigating 
it, and maybe having a having a, a, a amicable separation as opposed to you know that's a nice break in in AM radio. Yeah, we're talking about divorces and professionals who represent you because usually it's like you know. How can you take your bitch yeah. ex-wife to the cleaners? Divorcelawyersformen.com. Yeah. Good lawyers doing good things for good men, which I always mock every time I hear it. Anyway, uh, neither of those radio ads will appear in today's show because I don't have them. But I will be um, playing for you a whole bunch of commercials that focus on compromise. There are like three main campaigns running right now um, that, that kind of use this idea of you've compromised enough. Um, but... There's some fascinating things about this Pepsi Zero campaign I want to tell you about. But also, we're going to play a little game. Okay. I'm going to play for you a couple that are straightforward. I know then, that when I leave the show sheet in your to your tender mercies, <laughs> there's always going to be some sort of game. First of all, my mercies have never been tender. Um, <laughs> yeah, you've compromised enough. <laughs> One of them literally talks about man cave, by the way. Um, but you know that song... Um, isn't it ironic? Sure. And Alanis Morissette. Alanis Morissette. And everybody um, always says, well, some of those things you're describing, that's not really irony right. there, technically. I think in its zeal to crank out a lot of these ads, Pepsi Zero kind of forgot what the word compromise means. And it yeah. just became kind of like parts ba of life sort of suck. Bad things happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go through some of these with you. And you're going to tell me if I'm wrong, if I'm being too nitpicky, or if it really is uh, a compromise that they're talking about there. And uh, and then, of course, we'll check in with you guys. The Ad Council, we got a uh, something we talked about on the show last week inspired listener Corinne to send in an, a classic Vidal Sassoon commercial. Yes. But even better yet, an SNL parody of that commercial <laughs> from 1992 uh, starring... David Spade and uh, Victoria Jackson. And I did a little research on it. It turns out it was the final episode that Victoria Jackson was ever on. What do you think of that? Oh. Yeah. Mm, okay. She became a right-wing nut job. So, oh, like, really? her, her, yeah. Uh, yeah, her, her fortunes and misfortunes are of little concern <laughs> to me. Sounds like you're not ready to compromise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, I don't think we're going to have time to get to the um, chorus here. Can we just listen here. to this song? There's a line coming up in this song that drives me bananas. It's in the chorus. I'd love your take on this. that part right there it ain't fiction just a natural fact i've never heard facts being described as natural before that seems very it feels very much like we're gonna put the word natural in there as a space holder because it's the right number of syllables and mm -hmm. we'll come back to that later and then they forgot to come back to it i wonder if it would have been better with actual fact it's an actual fact it's a provable fact which actually it's the a provable fact <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the plosives on yeah, that might not work not, it's not as good i think actual may have worked a little bit better, Natural but... Natural fact has driven me crazy since 1991. I mean, I just kind of go with the flow. But then again, well, I take two steps forward. <laughs> you know, Genevieve, I also famously go with the flow. I mentioned that uh, Pepsi Zero has this... That's because you can't swim. 
and I have asked you to please stop. Take swimming lessons if you're going to be going in the. If rapids, you're getting in the rapids, stop. Learn to swim. I have a helmet. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, is this why you won't go to Niagara with me? Yes. <laughs> because you, because you, every time we think we're going to go to Niagara Falls, I get to the car and there's a barrel already in the back seat, and I say nope, not today, Satan. <laughs> So to make use of the barrel, I just cut holes in it. Now I wear it around the house. <laughs> with the suspenders. Yeah, with the suspenders. What was, what was that an indicator of in cartoons? Po- being poverty. poor? Poverty? Like yeah. you're, you're being fashion forward, I guess. You're literally wearing barrels. It just seems so... I just feel like even if you're even if you're dirt poor, like I feel yeah, like don't wear a barrel. More practical, <laughs> practical facts. All right, um, more natural facts. Yes. All right. Uh, let's start not with Pepsi Zero, but with Fubo TV. Vives, I was talking about this on um, TBTL today. You and I just plugged in for the first time a Roku. You are loving it. The Roku. We, I'm I'm one I'm here for the Roku. We cut our If you want to just pause the cord. show and talk about Roku, I'm <laughs> I'm down to I'm down to endorse Roku. When we moved a couple of weeks ago, we decided we weren't going to bring cable with us, but we were concerned that it would affect this show, frankly, yeah. because we need to see commercials. So I, one of the reasons I, I mean, it was also less money, and I'm uh, famously cheap, but I did get HBO with ads, thinking like, well, it's two birds with one stone. Yeah, honestly, and um, and I'm just so used to like, you know, we had a smart TV and an Xbox, so we got most of our kind of you know, our apps on there, your Netflix, Hulu, HBOs or whatever. But one of our TVs wouldn't wouldn't download the HBO app. It was kind of stupid. So we got Roku. But I figured mostly this is the same thing as these others. But it actually is – it brings a lot more to the table. The user interface is – so much better, and um, and you know you, we can just find various free movies. Like you know, you and I like old programming from the sixties and yeah. 70s it helps that we 80s. have like hilariously old fashioned exactly. Taste. And so it, it turns out there's a lot, lot more we can watch yeah. on there. It turns out the youth of today aren't clamoring to to watch Rockford Files in Colombo, um, <laughs> but. Uh, I only bring that up because I wanted to mention like along with this Roku thing. We're learning about all these new apps that are being pushed on you. Some yeah. of them are for free programming with ads. Some of them are for Tubi and Flex. Yes, and, and there's and and Fubo is one of them. That's a sports Fubo, sportsy one, right? Fubo I think mostly focuses on sports, although I don't think exclusively. But that's it's because it's all for if you want to watch foosball. Oh, is that where they got the name? Yeah, it's because it was originally just a foosball channel. Foosball, the it is foosball. The table game. It only refers to the table game. For a yeah. second, I was going with you on that because I thought you've been to England, and it sounds like something that like foosball really was some sort of. I a guess version it is the German soccer. word for for soccer, but is that it? but I I think foosball means the table game, mm-hmm. and okay. I I was making a hilarious. You were having a bit go. about how there'd be a whole channel just for foosball. You were having a go. I was having a go, as we like to say. <laughs> yes, on this side of the pond, um, I am amazed by. How similar all of these apps and the Roku sound. I got a Roku so I can watch Fubo yes. and what's the other one? 
Tubi. Tubi. Do you want to watch Tubi or Fubo and that's just a, on your Roku? And there's a handful more of them that sound like that. I mean, that's that's a, there's just a smattering. I miss it when things were simpler. You had your Quibbies. Yeah. You, yeah. And you I mean, had your what was your comedy one <laughs> that failed? It was supposed to be like the the a bunch of oh kind of, CISO. Yeah. Why can we bring it back the the innocent days of Quibi and CISO? Now we're dealing with Fubo. Well, you and know Roku. how you know how Goop. You know Goop, obviously. Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, yeah, just the, the brand. brand. Yeah. She, it's, I think we talked about this and you were like, oh, it's GP for Gwyneth Paltrow. I never can remember Gwyneth Paltrow's name until you reminded me that, because I'd always say the Goop woman. You're like, Goop, it's G and P. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow. But someone, some ad wizard or whomever mm-hmm. told her that like the, that sound, that ooh sound yeah. is like, for whatever reason, like works on people's sure. brains, monkey brains. It's soothing, yeah. And so I think the fact that you're like, listen to the sound, Roku, Tubi, Fubo, Fubo it's, it's in there. Yeah. It's the ooh. Ooh. Um, anyway, God, we haven't even played one commercial yet. Where are I'm we feeling, like 20 just, minutes into this thing? Who cares? I care. <laughs> I'm here to stand up for the listener. You're just trying to get out of here because there's a baseball there game. There is on. a baseball game. It starts in three minutes. I'm not going to make it. Um, okay, so this is a series of ads I want to play for you. It's from Fubo TV. Like you said, this is an app that uh, you can buy into, and then um, it'll give you some access to sports, live sports, even if you've cut the traditional cable cord, right? Um, and the whole thing is you shouldn't have to compromise. You should still be able to get your um, get your sports. Now, I feel like all of these compromise commercials, including the Pepsi ones, always have this, like, there's a manliness to them. Like, as a guy, right. you've compromised enough. The because third in this let one. Let me tell you something about life as a woman. Uh, you're very familiar with compromise, and you know that you're going to have to. Right, exactly. Whereas guys shouldn't have it's to really compromise. It's really baked you're into already, the whole yeah. experience. And so, so many of these rely on gender stereotypes. And then they do, t- one of these Fubo ones, I definitely want to play for you, they do try to, I, somebody was in the room and said, hey, Women like sports too. Can we please, can we please get some female representation here? So I want your take on the third one, which they try to, I think, correct things with, and I don't think totally successfully because they still rely on stereotypes. But anyway, um, this first one is a guy walking around, and I believe it's, a, I believe this is in third person. You're gonna hear a voiceover talking about how this guy is just keeps on compromising. Jim is more of a dog person, but his wife loves cats. So we see him, and he's uh, going for a walk with his cat on a leash. He's ready. One, two. Go get it. Yes. Unlike the, to unlike the Bud Light cat, this cat will not play fetch. Yeah, exactly. So what happens there is he is throwing a stick into the water trying to get the cat to play fetch fetch and the cat which is reminiscent. I think somebody compromised on Jim's basic education. (laughs) Yeah, it was probably the legislature. Um, Oh, oh, are we taking this in a policy direction? (laughs) This this, uh, cat looks very much like Grumpy Cat. Yes, it's a a Grumpy Cat type of cat. Yes, Jim has had to compromise on a lot of things. His wife sounds like but a real But not when it bee. comes to cutting the cord. So now he's at home, and we actually never see his wife, but he's sitting in bed by himself. The cat is behind him on the headboard. They, this last shot I kind of like. They do look like buds, this guy and the cat, and the guy is flipping through his Fubo TV, uh, watching all of the sports he can watch um, in one sitting. And then at the end, he's going to ask the cat to fetch something for him, like his slippers or something. And the cat, um, well, spoiler alert, doesn't do it because it's a cat. Yeah. In the cord. Fubo gives him all the sports he needs, as well as all the shows his family loves. 
Fetch my slippers. Don't compromise. Get all your favorite sports and TV shows. Go to FuboTV.com today. So clearly aimed at men, right? At men. Men have compromised because women be nags. And you probably are not surprised to find to hear that I find this offensive to cats. And offensive to cats, of course. Now, I need your expertise on this next one. This is another... Even most dogs, by the way, will not fetch your slippers. This next commercial would have fit perfectly in your... Uh, show last week, Genevieve, about kind of like the dreary, like focusing on the dreary side of family and yeah. kids, right? So this next one is a, a guy, we see him kind of in his workshop area, and he's staring at a poster of a car, like a like a super, super sleek sports car, the kind where the doors go zoop, yeah. up in the air instead of Right, out. it looks like maybe a... Um, it says Palais at the top. Is that the kind of car it is? I suspect that's the model of the kind uh, of car it is, but yeah. It's I like don't... a super European, like, sharp ultra, edge. Ultra, ultra... Ultra... Rich sports car. Sports car. And this guy, this is his dream car. And you see him staring at this poster hanging on his wall, but then you see uh, behind him is not the red sports car of his dreams, but the reality that he drives a red minivan filled with children who he has to drive around because he's compromised so much. But this man will not compromise on his sports watching. Dave's dream car. Of course, he prefers the pearl white to the cherry red, but you can't fit three kids and a dog who's prone to car sickness in a sports car. Yeah, Dave's had to compromise a lot lately. Now he's in the van driving the kids around. This and, really would have fit good, well yeah. in my last week's show. And some stranger pulls up in his fantasy car next to him, only a white version of it, and their license plate says, No Kids, with a Z. No Kids. But not when it comes to cutting the cord. Fubo gives him all the sport he needs, as well as all the shows his family loves. Don't compromise. Get over one. I like that they call it sport and not sport. <laughs> Give him all the sport he needs. I am actually serious. I actually do like that. Um, that was incredibly demoralizing. That was very much like your show last it week. It really like, was. And it was oh, almost yeah. too dark. Now, this next one gets... So this next one, I really want your take on this. So this next one tries to get the uh, a woman's perspective right and so this <laughs> okay. one what do women like women like yoga of right course. And, and yogurt so we see yes huh i'm noticing a pattern um and so we see a woman and she's in her kitchen doing yoga on the floor and it doesn't look super comfortable and she's doing that thing where she's laying on her back but bending her body all the way so that her knees she's bending her entire legs at the waist over her head she's laying on her back and her knees are basically touching her nose and then something really gross happens when the dog comes up to her feet take a listen to this susan wanted to turn the garage into a yoga studio but her husband thought a home office would be more practical now suddenly this woman who's wearing yoga oh. pants Get me some pearls because I need to clutch them. (laughs) This woman who's wearing yoga pants and no socks, just has bare feet. Suddenly we see that her her legs are kind of shaking and we hear that that gasping sound. And we, we realize the family dog has come up to her and is humping her bare feet while she's trying to do yoga. It is graphic. You haven't even seen the... Sorry, Genevieve. It's called the plow position, by the way. I guess... That's what the dog is doing. I was uh, pausing there because I was really, I really wanted to play the Won't Somebody Please Think of the Children Drop. I apparently don't have that in my collection anymore, so we'll have to fix that later. But anyway, this is so gross. This dog 
is humping her feet. Like, yeah, it's gross. You haven't even seen the gross angle yet. Practical. It Ew. can be tough to get her chakras in line. Yeah, Susan's had to compromise a lot these days. Her- now her daughter walks in with like some sort of push toy, and the daughter is just staring down at her mom while her mom is trying to do yoga, and the dog is graphically humping her bare feet. Well, I hope but that kid has money for therapy. Cord. Oh, yeah. Gives her all this and the kid, I mean, that's the one kind of redeeming thing is the kid really just keeps staring down at her like, yeah. I am being damaged right now. Yeah, it's a cute kid, too. It is a cute kid. What do you think of that one? I don't like this campaign. It still just seems like it still seems like guys trying to write yes. from a female perspective, right? I totally agree. Um, it doesn't feel like there was a woman in the room when any of those were made, and it just seems like they just sort of seem hateful. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it. Very like, negative. Very negative, and. I guess in the sense, like, am I supposed to be telling you if this is a compromise or is that later? Oh, no. um, That's a good point, though. Yeah, I think these all are the definition of compromise, right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you want to have a dog, but your wife doesn't and you want to be married to your wife, so you don't have a dog, I guess. So you get a cat and you take the cat on walks and you try to treat it like a dog. You want to turn the garage into a yoga studio. That's not going to happen, so you say, okay, go ahead and turn it into your work-from-home office and I'll do yoga in the kitchen. It's a kind of compromise. I I think the the definition of compromise is... I mean, I gotta say, the dude who had the minivan was never going to be able to buy that um, McLaren or whatever it was. I mean, okay, three kids. You think that three kids and a wife is preventing you from having that car? I really don't think I so, strong, dude. strong yeah. disagree. Yeah, because yeah. you would drive a if so, you would drive a nicer car than that minivan for these kids. There's yeah. a wide gulf between those. So yeah, all of these I think have a pretty negative um, connotation. So let's get into the Pepsi Zero one, which really continues this sort of what I considered like overly masculine, over testosterone fueled approach to these things. Here's the interesting bit about this um, campaign. There are these very short 15 second commercials that always show the same exact image of plain black screen, a hand I believe popping open a can of Pepsi Zero and pouring it into a glass. They created 70 different voiceovers. <laughs> seven zero? Seven zero so they could air. Now, most of these, all the ones I saw and the ones that I think are, I think the ones that they probably wrote first and that came to them first are somehow sports related, whether it's fantasy football or you being a longtime fan of a team and you've compromised enough or most specifically here, I'll even start with the man cave one. I feel like this is the one that epitomized it. You and I saw these during football season. Um and said, oh, God, I, I just hated the vibe, vibe of these so much. Uh, just like Man Cave really says it all, right? Yeah. And then later on, they, I think they tried <laughs> to like, they have ones that are um, aimed at people who are watching comedy specials and like maybe like when you love comedy, but you you love comedy shows, but you like to go to bed before 1130 or something like that. Mm-hmm. You've compromised enough, you know, which again, you're getting into this area of, I don't know if that's a compromise, more but they were trying to, they made 70 pieces of copy of this so they could, sl- which I think that's brilliant. It is. Yeah. If they did it more successfully, but really it's clear that they, they made this for sports fans. Then I think tried to retrofit it. Take a listen to this one. This one's for everyone whose man cave is more of a man corner of a guest room closet. You've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. Oh, sorry, you don't get a man cave, you... Here's another one. 
If you're watching the game with subtitles because it's nap time, you've compromised enough. Oh, you hate your kids. Your kids are getting in the way. Your kids are so annoying with their need for naps. Uh, this one, too. Again, steeped, I believe, in, in masculinity. This one's for everyone who spends the amount of time it would take to watch a movie, agreeing on which movie to watch. Now, that could be anything. That could be bros who are roommates arguing about which move but somehow it feels I, gendered it just feels like it feels like implied misogyny which i feel like i should write a paper about yeah that. i mean you know i think i think we're primed to see it because uh -huh. of the way that the first two uh were clearly aimed at like beleaguered men who have been emasculated by domestic responsibility exactly well put and it's so yeah so i think that's how we're how it's Certainly how it's being heard, because that's like what we were conditioned to hear. Same with this one, too. This one is called parent. So it should be, you know, it should apply to anybody who has to care for a child. Right. But again, you just still get the impression because of the voiceover, too. I mean, you just get the impression this is this is aimed at beleaguered dads. This one's for every parent who gets to do exactly what they want. Every other Thursday between 530 and 545 a.m. You've compromised. I don't know. Maybe I maybe I'm overly gendering that one. That actually. one feels more gender neutral. I will say yeah. in general, the zero, the move towards zero for diet sodas, which uh, you'll typically see anything that's zero, which is just a sugar. I mean, they've had sugar free soda forever. It's called diet soda, um, but now these sweeter versions of sodas, Coke Zero, Mountain Dew Zero, Pepsi Zero, um, are always in a black can. First of all, no. Oh. And I like to me the marketing because Diet Coke was really and diet soda generally was really marketed towards women and I think had a yeah. huge hole to dig itself out of in trying to appeal to men. And so I think with when zero when the zero movement came along, there was a concerted or intentional decision to say we're not going to ghettoize this as a women's mm -hmm. drink. We are going to make sure that the the marketing for zero uh, beverages is uh, is for the norm, which of mm -hmm. course is men, right? Yeah. Like, all anytime you want to know who the who the who the normal something is, who who marketers think of as the normal, and this is changing, but like, you know, the the reason like cars are safer for men is because crash test dummies are built for men. You know, mm. like white men are always the the assumed baseline. Hmm. Well, so I, I don't see color in my crash test dummies. <laughs> They're usually sort of a putty color. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's it's interesting. Like, I think the the I would love to to do a paper on this, but like the gendering of zero sodas uh, and zero like, and I actually bought a zero Red Bull the other day. Oh. Um, and in fact, this is interesting. Black can. It was in a black can, huh. and I actually almost got a sugar free Red Bull. And then I saw the Zero Red Bull, and they probably taste virtually the same, but I do have a more, like, I associate, like, Coke Zero as being more flavorful yeah. than Diet Coke. Yeah. And so I put back the sugar-free Red Bull and got the 
Red Bull Zero. Did it basically taste the same? Yeah, I mean, it all tastes like, you know, that real taurine, taurine yeah. stuff. It's funny because I like the strongness of a Red Bull, but I think a lot of people don't. I'm talking about the taste, mm-hmm. the, that puckery, yeah. um, intense flavor. So you'd think other people would, you wouldn't want the Zero thing because by having the, sh- the diet version, you're kind of, you're mitigating some of that taste that a lot of people don't like, I would think. Why why do, would you want to Do people not for... like the flavor of Red Bull? I feel like, well, maybe I Maybe I'm wrong about that. I feel like for a time, people would be like, "You like the taste of Red Bull?" Like people were taking it like medicine. I sort of feel uh, like, but maybe that's I'm how wrong. I feel about that's a long energy shots. But I, I yeah. like a Red Bull. Um, okay, I have five more of these Pepsi Zero commercials for you. You <laughs> tell me. I have categorized these five as not really being about compromise. Just okay. now, them just jamming. Just like- Jamming, Life sucks. Jamming complaints into this. But you tell me if I'm wrong, because you know what words mean, as you often remind me. This one's for every NFL fan that spends months agonizing over their team's pick, only to watch them trade out of the first round. How's that a compromise? You've compromised. I mean, I guess... You didn't compromise about anything. Yeah, the fan is not compromising there. I mean... If you're saying, okay, well, part of the draft is compromising because, yeah, that, that's what trading but then is. That's but that's like, just for NFL owners. Yeah, that doesn't make it. That doesn't make it. This doesn't that's make like any saying, sense. I mean, you don't like what the Browns did with their uh, with their quarterback situation right. this year, but you have not made any compromises. No, well, I. I mean, I yeah. guess that you're, it would My be comp- compromises. I'm not watching the Browns. You would be compromising if you did watch yeah, the Browns. Yeah, throw away a bunch of Brown stuff or donate it recently. It made me sad. Um, all right, here's one. Tell me about this. Did you this really throw f- out your Brown stuff? Not all of it. I still have my Bernie Kosar jersey. I mean, that's a different era, and also that was a gift from you. And those, it's, it's like a real jersey. Um, I got rid of a hat and I got rid of some t-shirts and a, a hoodie that I really liked. That, that must was have been really hard. comfortable. It was weird. Yeah. yeah, there's a couple of like kind of things that I got that I collected that I'm not going to wear anymore, but I couldn't quite part with. But honestly, the hoodie kind of sucked because it's real. It was a really comfortable pullover. But I'm like, I'm not going to wear this every time I pull this over. Yeah, I'll think about how mad I am at the Browns. I don't need that. So yeah, anyway. and you and you'll also think about like what is this saying about me to the world? Oh, and also yeah, I mean that type of thing I wouldn't really wear out in public often anyway. It'd mostly be around the house. So. Um, but still, yeah, I don't want to have it on and then find myself at the store. Again, nobody's going to look at me and say, hey, you support Deshaun Watson. Maybe somebody would. I don't know. Maybe they'd probably high-five me because the Browns are going to be really good this year with Deshaun Watson. But anyway, I digress. Tell me if this is a compromise. This is aimed at golfers. This one is for every golfer who hit the perfect drive right down the middle of the fairway, only for the ball to land in a divot. You've compromised. That's more like that's not a compromise. That's straight out of like, isn't it ironic? Yes, it's, it's not. Like a, it's not a compromise. <laughs> straight down the fairway, only to have <laughs> that land in a Okay, no more singing for either one of us. Yeah, sorry, that <laughs> was very bad. But like, that has nothing to do. That that is clearly just like that sucks. That just sucks. That's called bad luck. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's keep on clicking through these. This one's for every NFL fan who thinks this year will be our year. Every year. You've compromised enough. Hmm. Yeah, they have really lost the plot on what compromising yeah, that's what I means. Think. I know. Do you think people are getting thirsty hearing that sound, though? It is probably very effective. If your fantasy football team is losing to the one team in your league who hasn't changed their lineup all season, 
You've compromised enough. Or you need to probably get better at fantasy football. You sound like you really suck at it. Not a compromise, though, right? Not a compromise. That one actually is ironic. That one, I think you could make the argument for, isn't it ironic, don't you think, that... You know, like, I'm making moves all the time. Yeah. I know these players, and there's some bubblegummer who isn't even paying attention, I'm, yeah, but they're I'm, winning. I'm running That's just, kind of ironic. I'm, I'm thrashing around trying to keep my head above yeah. water, and this idiot's just floating along. Let's see. Last one here. Another sports one. That's why I say, like, they made 70 of these. We've listened to about 10. It felt like 20. We've listened to about 10, and um, the vast majority are, are for sports fans. This one's for every NFL fan, hoping that this will finally be the year your team's GM will hear you through the TV. You've compromised. Nope. Nope, you have not compromised at all, They're sir. getting further and further yeah. and further. A compromise is a decision that you make that encompasses some sort of trade-off um, mm-hmm. that benefits you and another entity. Yep. I agree. I'm sorry that I have to define this for Pepsi, but... Get your dictionaries out. I think it's ironic that you're yelling this to Pepsi through the screen, but they can't hear you. <laughs> oh, wait. No, that's not irony. That is compromise. Wait, no, that's not compromise. Okay, let's stick in the um, soda space. This is for... Now, this is not 7-Up 0. This is 7-Up 10. Huh? 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 <laughs> so we have a couple, and they are sitting on a couch together, and um, the woman is holding a pet cat. Um, like You know, it's a real cozy looking little living room situation and apparently they're a couple and they have never agreed on much we never saw eye to eye on anything anything then we discovered new seven up ten has all the great taste of seven up but with just 10 calories so now we both get what we want now the compromise here is we see them getting into a vehicle and then the camera pans out and we see it's like a big badass kind of almost monster trucky pickup truck that's on these huge raised tires but it's painted pink yeah my guess is he the man wanted a big truck it would be she awesome wanted if, it pink. if they would reverse that yes and, and foil our expectations i don't love the sort of uh like putting people in their gender boxes with this but i will say congratulations seven up ten this is a this is a compromise. Yeah, no, I mean it's just the Pepsi ones yeah. that didn't know what compromise meant after a while. So I really lowered the bar for them. It's interesting that both Seven Up and Pepsi, which are both Pepsi companies, are going with this as a sort oh, of a yeah. theme. It is um, so irritating. The the the, the um, applying a color to somebody's gender is just so infuriating. Yeah. Anyway, That's why I, think, I think, like, think a smarter commercial, even like a fractionally smarter commercial would have foiled your expectations. But even if the trope is about painting a kid's room that color or a man cave or a she shed, okay, maybe, you know, like whatever. But like this implies that men want big vroom vroom trucks. Okay, let's just give you that one. Yeah. I'm a man. I want a big vroom vroom truck. That's not true, but let's just say it's true. This implies that women want pink cars? Yes, that Do makes no sense. Do women want pink cars? No. No, I don't think that's like, that. No. it's just so, it's as you so, can, as, it's you so know how, gendered you know how you and go so outside, stupid. You go down in the city and just like every woman, every car that's driven here. by a woman is just like a Pepto-Bismol pink. Yeah, exactly. I agree. This is a dumb plot, but it is at least, it's a relief that like 
they are setting it up as a compromise between two people. Well, as they because, say, I mean, maybe this lady, for whatever weird reason, mm-hmm. has always wanted a pink car, or maybe vice versa. Like you say, maybe she's the one who wanted the truck and he wanted a pink. They would have to have her in the driver's yeah, seat. Yeah, he's in I the think. driver's seat. That was a stretch. Um, okay, as they uh, famously say, all unfunny comedy comes in threes. So let's see the next scenario of compromise here. You have more room for the story. Now they are at home watching TV, and they're watching a cooking show with some woman who's holding a, a big turkey that she's about to stuff. But then some football player comes in off screen and tackles her. And so the compromise here is we will watch some amalgam. Is yeah. that the right word of football and cooking shows? Have you ever heard the expression, you know, a good compromise is where both parties are unhappy? Mm-hmm. This seems like the definition of that because I cannot imagine that anyone's getting any enjoyment out of a cooking show that's ruined by a football player. Well, he seems pretty excited about it. He's like, oh, that's awesome. He's like shaking his fist in the air while the football player tackles this old lady. Oh, yes! Okay, and now, oh, this one is so great. Now they're um, having a uh, kind of stereotypical romantic night sitting in front of the fire. She's wearing a, a... a bathrobe or some sort of um, nightgown thing. He's wearing a T-shirt, and they're drinking out of champagne glasses, but they're actually drinking the soda. But then he's going to pull a giant steak out of the fire because it's a romantic night for her, but it's grilling time for him. Both. We couldn't be happier. New seven up ten. <laughs> and then at the very end, the cat barks. I hate that commercial. It's very stupid, but the cat barking and even though even though the cat bark the idea that men like dogs and women like cats is unbelievably mm-hmm. reductive and stupid. Um, but seeing the cat bark did kind of make me laugh. And there's one more thing that I'm gonna say here, even though I think it's not really based in reality, but at the very end they show the can, right? And I see the little lemon and lime and how they depict it now. And it did remind me of the classic Lyman commercials of 7-Eleven. And and then I started thinking, like, there was something about the cat barking that reminded me of the Lyman commercials. Because the the Lyman was like they would combine a lemon and a lime into one thing. And sometimes it was depicted where you cut into. It was like maybe green on the outside and yellow in the middle. Other times it would be like a lemon and a lime kind of half and a half together. And for some reason, and I'm sure I'm just off on this, but seeing that cat bark... Then seeing like a little logo of a lemon and a lime made me wonder, was that sort of a Lyman nod? But probably not. I think I'm really reaching on that one, too. Huh? I don't know. Maybe. But they should bring Lymans back. This next one was confusing, and it's going to be really hard to describe. This is a British commercial for, oh, shoot, I meant to look this up. I'm sorry, British listeners, because I'm going to get a lot wrong here. I believe this is a British grocery store called either ASDA or A-S-D-A. And I guess they'll probably say it at some point in this commercial, but uh, I see it's an online... it's ASDA. ASDA, you think? Online food shopping. Um, And it is uh, definitely in Britain. I don't know if it's here or not. This is a British commercial. We see a kind of a, what, a couple in their 30s, kind of a Kind of a youngish looking, kind of good looking couple. Yeah, they're um, pretty. They're they're like kind of stylish couple. They're stylish say, and yeah. they're like um, moderately aspirational. Yeah, I would say. and um, this one they do flip the gender roles on their head, which I kind of like. The storyline here is he wants to go to the theater to see some live theater. She wants to go to some sort of, uh, I think, a scary movie or something like that. And so they actually compromise. that's kind of like us. 
I feel like you're more likely to suggest we go to a play, and I'm more likely to suggest that we go. I'm not a big play guy. You're not a big play guy? No. But you're more likely to suggest we go to see the symphony. It is true that maybe a live musical event that is not rock and roll. Maybe that that's yeah. the space that maybe I play in where you could be a fill in for culture, but that's just me faking it. But anyway, um, to impress you. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so she wants, I think, to go to a scary movie. He wants to go to the theater, but then they compromise. And somehow what the compromise is, is they are um, part of the act of some sort of a circus type of scenario. I think they really overshot on that compromise. Yeah. Definitely, for sure. And we suddenly see them together on a giant spinning... I guess she wants to be scared, but he wants to be in yeah. some sort of live theater event. I think that's sort it. And so, so now they're they're strapped to some wheel that is spinning on the stage, and you see some carnival type of guy with uh, an axe and knives and flames, and uh, they're going to be throwing them at our heroes, this couple, as they spin on stage. Ed and Joe were going on a date. Ed wanted the theater. Joe wanted an action film. So they compromised. And now they are the action. Don't compromise. With our British extra special sirloin steak, and as to prices, you'll never have to compromise. We see them sitting down to a nice meal at the end with their Asda food, and um, and then they seem very happy. And then suddenly we see that he, the fellow, what's his name, Ed, Joe, Joe, has a uh, has a bandage on his ear because the the throwing axes at the couple on the wheel went slightly awry. Apparently, um, just missed by a tiny bit. Yeah, so, so again, don't compromise. Don't compromise. Never compromise. Never compromise. This is a commercial that you and I used to see, I think, a couple of years ago during football. Um, this is for Heineken, but the point, well, actually, I won't reveal what the point of this one is until the end. Uh, it's a full minute long. I hope the listeners will stick with us on this one. Um, we see some race car driver guy. I looked it up. I've seen this commercial so many times, I never even cared. They never explained who this dude is, or I didn't pay attention. His name is uh, Nico Rosberg, I believe. He's a Formula One racer, okay? Okay. And this commercial shows that he will not compromise on anything. We see him sitting in his garage looking a little bit the mark of a true champion. Yeah, and and precision. This also, like, he he doesn't compromise. Everything is about precision in his racing. And so, well, he looks glum sitting in his garage, I guess after a race or after some sort of a, you know, time run. Is that what they call it? Time run? Run yeah. time? Speed speed time run? I honestly don't know what you're trying to say, so I can't help you. <clears throat> when you compete on something and um, you're just... A, tr- a, a time trial? A time trial. Okay. Is that a thing? That sounds right. Trial time? Trial time with Judge Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> I'm just shooting ideas at you. I should not have done coke before the show. Um, (laughs) Write it down. Trial time with Judge Andrew. Um, Anyway, so we see that he's looking kind of glum, and he was like a minute over his desired time, or maybe his employers are late by an hour. I don't know. I find this thing by a minute, rather. Um, And maybe he's disappointed in them. I think that's what's going on at the beginning. We see a clock and it says six oh one. This is so chaotic. This is so bad. I haven't seen this yet, and I'm just so I'm a, fu- a listener. I'm functionally in your shoes right now, which is that I don't know what the hell is happening. Now we haven't. We have a choice here. We could go back and cut all of this out and let me restart it. <laughs> no, let's or keep it in. If you think it's funny, we can leave it in, and I'll throw myself on that. Why don't you play this commercial for me, and then I'll explain what happened. Okay, I'm pretty sure at the very beginning. <laughs> 
Because I'm not going to play a full minute of this without okay, explaining is, what you're saying. It is long. I think that he's sitting in his in his garage waiting for his team to show up. And then we see the clock click over to 6.01. And the guys are standing in the garage door being like, hey, it's just a minute. And he shakes his head. Right. In other words, a minute counts. And then we see him um, trying to, uh, I, I think he's he's trying to lose weight because that must be a factor when you're driving a light car like that as well. Like um, everything counts. And we see that he's like one pound over after exercising or something and somebody says hey that's not so bad and he shakes his head like no that's not I'm not going to compromise on this and you keep on um, seeing other examples of this from some at one point you'll hear somebody say it's just a millimeter it's him setting his car up at the um, at the starting right. line right and so with this guy everything but he is has an precise. uncompromising commitment to excellence you might call him uncompromising see Genevieve was that so hard <laughs> It's just one minute. First of all, that garage door opened when it still said six o'clock. Yeah, they were on time. They were on time. Just one pound over. Nope, back on the thing. Thank you, it's just one line drop. I don't even know what that guy said. It's just one tenth from pole position. It's just one millimeter. Every time you hear somebody say just one this, one that, he shakes his head. Now, change of scenery. The race is over. He won. The time trial's over. Trial time with Judge Andrew has been put to bed for the day. Yeah, it's actually been canceled. <laughs> the network will not be picking it, it up was canceled for a second, because second turns out season. Judge Andrew had some pretty controversial takes. <laughs> I heard Judge Andrew's not even a judge. Hey, He's just a podcaster. Steve Harvey can do it. I can do it. That's what I say about everything. You know what? Um, put that on a put that on a sampler. I'm serious. Anyway, now um, everybody is out celebrating at a bar now, right? And they're they're all dressed. They're at some upscale bar, and it's so upscale that somebody's going around with with green bottles of Heineken on a, on a silver, silver platter on a silver platter, as if it's a somewhere between a wedding and a football game. Um, anyway, uh, and they offer one to our hero race car driver and he shakes his head uh he does not want this is a ad for heineken but he does not want the heineken no thanks come on nico it's just one beer i'm still driving he shakes his head and then we see him go outside to his car not his race car but it looks like is that a benz or something like that i almost wonder if that's another product tie in there and the screen says when you drive just one beer is too many so he won't even compromise on that and it ends up being a um you know heineken sponsored promotion for not drinking and driving which i'm actually behind like usually i'm kind of like that too maybe it's because i like drinking so much that if i have one or two like you really want to be i want to keep going absolutely certain and if i'm just like hey if i'm gonna go to this thing and i gotta drive home like why even put it on my breath yeah no i I think, I think that's a, a good policy, and I, I like this ad, actually. Yeah. A lot of people have compared me to um, this guy whose name is Formula One racer Nico Rosberg. People compare Judge Andrew to Nico yeah, Rosberg? Well, it's kind of in our in our um, square jaw area. Ah, the square jaw area. <laughs> yeah, that's where a lot of the comparisons The, ju- the square jaw from. region. <laughs> it's like a, more like a square jaw tri-state area. <laughs> Genevieve, are you ready for some 
terrible sound quality. I mean, just rough. Yeah. Okay, good. Let's go back to the year 1986. This is a commercial for Breath Savers. Do you remember Breath Savers? Do you need to remember them? Are they still around? I don't know if I need to remember them. Uh, They're just like a, they were like a lifesaver, but just the minty one. Yes, exactly. Like Lifesaver ended up coming out with a minty one later, I think. Were you as obsessed as I was as a kid with the Lifesaver that sparked yeah, you, the wintergreen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think it was almost anything that was wintergreen. Like I think Search did it. My mom would always have mints in her purse. We mm-hmm. didn't eat a lot of candy, but I mean, this was candy. But somehow that, again, that was one of those weird loopholes. My mom always had either like breath savers. Now, Instead of a hole in the middle of breath savers, though, thin. it was thinned out with a little with a little bit of smooth green thing yes. that gave it the extra flavor there. And I can this commercial reminded me of that sensation so much of a of a breath saver in my mouth. Um, and then certs had a totally the certs almost had a slight, very 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 thin, almost candy coating to it. Yes. Sort of, they had to break through at first. I I think certs were my favorite. Hmm. I bought. We were we went to dinner the other day, like kind of a while ago. I think we were maybe we had just signed for the house or just like close or just known that we were going to close on the house, and so we like went out for sort of kind of a celebratory. Uh, steak dinner, I think. Remember, we went out one night. And we were going to a show or something afterwards. Oh yeah. And we were, we were, so we had this like pretty heavy dinner, very garlicky, yeah. lots of mashed potatoes and stuff. And we were both like, we need breath mints. We went yeah. to uh, CVS or something, and I got these um, cool strawberry, uh, like uh, Altoids. Oh yeah, any good? And they're so good. Oh really? And they are refreshing. Like you would think only mint would like make your breath mm-hmm. smell fresh. But these are like this cool strawberry that I love, and I still have them. I'm going to get more when I run out. Oh, nice. Um, and they're delicious. I never got a, an update on that. I don't think I knew that that's what you got. I would usually stay away from something that is fruity if I want it minty. I know. Like, you think only mm-hmm. only mint will smell good, but this is like, it really huh. does have like a, a coolness to it that's very refreshing. Do you know who Emma Sams is? I don't. Neither did I. Apparently, though, she is in this commercial. She was a soap opera actor i want to say days of our lives i never got into any soap operas so i'm woefully if it's not susan lucci like i'm out so in this commercial we see her she's talking directly to the camera kind of just like a head and shoulder shot of her not the product but you know it's a head and shoulder shot of her talking to the camera big 1986 hair right um and she's going to be talking about compromise and how that comes into um, her love of breath savers then for some reason that i still can't fully explain but let's watch it again together the screen splits in two and then we have two emma sams who look mostly alike she's just wearing a slightly different outfit in the tiny amount of screen that we can even see her outfit in the other one. Uh, and I guess it's like because there's two versions of her, she's talking about compromise. I'm, again, confused. But I'm pretty sure this is not a Formula One racer, if that means anything to you. <laughs> no compromise. Why Emma Sams chooses breath savers. I won't compromise fresh breath for good taste. And I won't compromise good taste for fresh breath. Oh, there I see. It it's 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 all it's essentially great taste, less filling. It's great taste, less filling. Okay, that's what it is. So yeah. part of her personality wants fresh breath. Part of her personality wants great taste. Yeah. I really feel like there. This must have come after that. I wonder if this came after that taste, great, less filling thing because that makes more sense to me than this. I mean, fresh breath and taste are. Yeah, right. Like if it I mean, I guess there were there have been some like Banaka. Remember Banaka? Do I ever? If you Do ever I? see that, I want you to pick me up some. Ew. 
But I mean, it's such an unpleasant experience. Oh, I liked it. Ugh, it's like it really is. I don't like banaka, and I think that you could not really argue that banaka tastes good. Um, and no, so, but you could do that cool thing when you're going to be like when you in, want to indicate to the boys that you're going to go to makeout town. You go. Yeah, but she, but 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 there is a there is a a version of fresh breath that is not that you do have yeah, to sacrifice oh, okay. good taste. Okay. So good I argument. Think, Listerine comes to mind. Listerine, exactly. Yeah. And this is the eighties. That's so why okay. I'm an act girl. I don't like Listerine. Oh yeah. You know they claim they make a Listerine that doesn't taste gross. Yeah. Now. I get that now. The green Listerine. Yeah. Well, they've already they burned me too many times. That's why you stopped kissing me. <laughs> no compromise. Why Emma Sams chooses breath savers. I won't compromise fresh breath for good taste, and I won't compromise good taste for fresh breath. Breath savers have this green dot of chlorophyll for fresher breath. But I've got to have great taste, and breath savers have got it. Mm. Clean, fresh breath. Cool, minty taste. Breath savers. Fresh breath, great taste, with no compromise. The timing on that's a little bit off. Yeah. I blame the editors. I blame the editors, too, because they could have made it they could for one thing they could have had her listening to herself while she's yeah. doing the other one there's some awkwardness there yeah. um okay uh i'm gonna play one more just kind of mediocre one before we close out on one that i i think is actually pretty clever uh despite me not wanting to like it but this is let's go back into the world of beer here for a second one thing that is very notable about this one is you're talking about compromise but it's going hard it's one brand going specifically after another brand and yeah. i always get i always have fun when people do that. I always have fun when people do that <laughs> um, because this is a commercial for Miller Lite and we see um, it's kind of a weird cropped angle of just two people at maybe a maybe a party or maybe like an outdoor bar somewhere, uh, a man and a woman could be like kind of a happy hour kind of vibe and there's an ultra, uh, a Michelob Ultra on the table. Of course, their whole thing is like, hey, we're going to really lowest, save you. The absolute lowest calories. Absolute lowest calories. But then um, we see a waiter come up and drop a Miller Lite down on the table. And then there's kind of some text over the screen. And it points out that Michelob Ultra has 95 calories. And Miller Lite has 96 calories. So, okay, fine. You got us on one calorie is what they're saying, but ours is so much better. Yeah, and that's honestly that a true story. And that I think that's a really interesting tactic. Yeah, I actually have liked this campaign a lot. For one thing, I like Miller Lite. As it's, it's my preferred light beer, uh, and I do think it tastes better than most others. And I think that they are smart to um, to key in on this this difference, which is probably functionally... Like, who knows if it's really 96 calories? Like, I don't know how, how mm -hmm. precise those kinds of measurements are, you know, probably not extremely. Yeah. This also could be maybe almost a first date uh, kind of situation. But again, it's kind of like it's got that um, kind of daylight hours, you know, after work drink vibe to it. You don't believe in compromise. And neither do we. More taste is worth one more calorie. What are you holding? God, how much shit can I get wrong today? It's not a waiter who brings over the other drink. It is a, it's a third person in this friend group making me think once again it wasn't a date. It was probably just an after or it's a thing. Or it's a, thru or it's a thru thruple. But either way, it didn't matter. I didn't have to give all that detail. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I give all this detail just to be wrong about it. I'm confusing the show today. What an awful show. If you ever recommend after these messages to friends, <laughs> tell them not to start with this episode. I don't know what episode to start with, but not this one. Please, for the love of everything. Um, have them watch a whole season of Judge Andrews Trial Time, mm -hmm. and then they'll, this will sound really good. I believe it's 
trial time. <laughs> yeah, I believe it's trial time with Judge Andrew. <laughs> you sure about that? <laughs> no. Um, okay, so this next commercial, I said I, I reluctantly like it because I don't like Gordon Ramsay's whole thing. You know, it's no. not for me. I don't even know much about it. I just The fact that I even know who he is really shows the, the power of commercials because I've yeah. only seen him in we commercials. We should do a show where we rank celebrity chefs commercials from best to worst or worst to best and if we don't crown bourdain the king then we're terrible people did he do ads i don't know maybe not rest in peace yeah all right so anyway you have gordon ramsay um and (laughs) he's in the kitchen and he starts off by talking to the camera right he he's got his usual look he's got what what would you call that frost tipped hair genevieve i don't know if those are frosted tips i mean he's not you know um what's his name uh He's not the flavor town. Oh guy, yeah, yeah, Guy, guy Fieri. Fieri. Yeah, he's just got blonde hair that's kind of like sort of swept up. But everybody else in this commercial, we're going to see that he's in a commercial. He's in a kitchen with a whole bunch of people who are imitating him, right? And they all have the similar hairstyle, which the roots are a little bit darker, and then that's it's kind of br- brighter uh, white on top, which is apparently his signature style. And they're all wearing his, you know, chef whites and everything. And it starts with him talking directly to the camera. But then we see there are other people in the kitchen. They're all dressed up like him, and I like that they show a wide variety of of, of types of people. Like the first person we're gonna to hear from is a black I think British man um, Gordon Ramsay has a British accent too right oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe they all have British accents in this I'm not sure but um, but you know he's black and he's way shorter than him and looks nothing like him and then there's a, a woman and then there's a big kind of overweight uh, white guy in this and they're all kind of doing their Gordon Ramsay oh and, and also this is for a product that or a service that is just so I, I mean I guess it's I guess I can figure it out it's like it's so weird. It's like business to business, like um, move your data over to the cloud service. And they got, isn't that weird? <laughs> like that's what this is. Can't for. they handle this in a new, in like a, yeah. I don't know, like a white paper or something. Can't you like put this on the wall of an airport? <laughs> <laughs> like all the other business to business solutions. Right. Anyway, take a listen to this. I think the performance of the other Gordon Ramsay's is pretty good. Nowadays, everybody wants to be the best, which means being me. Hi, I'm Gordon Ramsay, and today I'm making for you my famous risotto. That is not my risotto. Oh, yeah? Well, then make it yourself, you stupid mother goddamn That is not how I swear you useless shit on a day. Who the do you think you are? Hey! Watch your tongue! That's a celebrity chef! Yeah! That's not how I throw things either, you serious with And you! That's not how I run away, donkey! Because I never, ever run away. Don't compromise on anything less than... Don't compromise on anything less than the real thing. When you move to the cloud, go with CX-1. Don't compromise on anything CX-1. less than I knew the real thing. When you move your contact center to going the cloud. Towards. Um, I do like the performances of some of the fake Gordon Ramsay's. There's yeah. obviously a big brouhaha. They're throwing things. One of them runs away. And then at the end, the black Gordon Ramsay tries to deliver the final line <laughs> until Ramsay sort of towers over him and scares him away. Yeah, I like their performances, too. Yeah, not too bad, right? Yeah. So we found a compromise. We finally found a compromise. 
is that a compromise now that I think about it? Like, what's the compromise there? You have to compromise with like a, a fake Gordon Ramsay? See, that's where I think people are confusing compromising with taking second best. Yes. Which, is that a kind of a compromise? I well, mean, again, that's where I, I skipped over so many ads that were, they never really even addressed a compromise situation. Yeah. They just kind of said, don't compromise, don't compromise. get the best. Yeah. And it's like, well, you're saying don't settle for second best. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean, what, what I said at the beginning about compromise having two kind of distinct meanings. Mm-hmm. And some of these ads, I think, do a funny thing, which is they take one meaning, which is two people arriving at an accommodation, and then they use that as an example. They use that to talk about not compromising on something less than the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the, that one to me is just like, yeah, don't settle for second best. Don't settle for the ersatz. Uh, you know, the Fugazi version. What if I told you there are actually three different meanings of the word compromise? I wasn't going to play this one because this is a totally different definition of compromise. And I, for a second, my I was so focused on the kinds of compromise that we're talking about now that it took me a second to figure out why this was showing up in my search terms. I thought this was a pretty cute commercial. This one, again, I at least have an excuse for not knowing what happens in this one because I wasn't going to play it. I I think this might be another British commercial. I could be wrong. But we see um, a woman, right? And she's dressed kind of like, I don't know, maybe she's on a black screen and she's in front of a black screen just talking to us, um, kind of Charlie Rose style. Um, and she's wearing a little sweater and a blouse. So she looks like she might, I don't know, work in the HR department somewhere, right? Okay. Turns out she represents sort of a, a security threat to a company. So okay. she's kind of personifying a security threat that hackers might pose. Take a listen to this. Well, thank you. It sure is great to be here and talk with you. I love meeting new people. I love making new friends. <laughs> and then tricking those friends into giving me access to their friends. So it says, this is a supply chain attack. Supply chain attacks exploit trust to invade the enterprise. But Extra Hop knows exactly what I'm up to. So Extra Hop is a service you can, I guess, subscribe to that will help stop supply chain attacks. And now we see this woman and she's sort of like bopping around an office somewhere. But every now and then she sort of glitches out because Extra Hop is onto her. I see. I'll be inside the network, footloose and fancy free, and then bam! Shut down and locked out. Then it says, learn how at extrahop.com. So it's not British. I was wrong about that. Um, I sort of like the idea of personifying a security threat by actually seeing this this cute little friendly person yeah. who's inside your walls, yeah. sort of. I thought it was actually good, but it's not the kind of compromise we're talking about. No, but it is interesting. You're right. There's a third meaning. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying Only the echoes of my mind Okay, let's check in with the Ad Council. I'm sorry, Corinne. Very few people are going to hear these notes you sent us because nobody is going to share this episode with their friends. I asked you to keep this episode just between us, folks. This has been an embarrassing day for Judge Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) But... I did like what Corinne posted to the Facebook page. She wrote, um, this guy's in a tuxedo, not a turtleneck, but you're 
conversation of male hairdressers in commercials made me seek out old Vidal Sassoon ads like this one. Do you remember these? I mean, you oh, must remember these so well. I mean, right? they were iconic. I don't know why this came up last week. Maybe you do. You're good at remembering and knowing things. But um, we played some commercial that just had the I think classic. it was the tre- someone sang the Tresemme. Tresemme, yes. And you had the classic thing where you have some male uh, hairdresser who's wearing a black turtleneck and he's going around sort of like uh, touching women's hair. There's like this dynamic where the women really appreciate the hairdressers because they made them stunning, but also the hairdressers sort of have this ownership over the women. Yes, as if he stands over her shoulder and looks yes. at her in the mirror with her. Yes, exactly. And all of them have this sort of vibe of like, well, you are my you are my work of my art. My Mona right? Lisa. Exactly. And so this these commercials from back, I believe in the 80s, maybe maybe this one is from the early 90s, um, for Vidal Sassoon, actually starred Vidal Sassoon. Um, the one and only. The one and only. And he's not a turtleneck man he as corinne says is a uh, is a tuxedo man but he's with three of his let's say works of art thank you vidal you've changed vidal thank you vidal because you're using more styling products it's harder to get your hair really clean and sexy but now you can with my new vidal sassoon advanced salon formula the shampoo cleanses away styling buildup the conditioning finishing rinse leaves your hair radiant. New advanced salon formula. Thank you, Vidal. Wow. If you don't look good, we don't look good. If you don't look good, we don't look good. Yeah, that was a, a famous a good, tagline. That's what, a good tagline. His accent is... Fake. Weirdly moves around a lot. <laughs> where do you think he's from? I don't know where he's really from, but like that's... As far as I can tell, that's like sort of Tommy Wiseau level of non-specific <laughs> European accent. He's a British hairstylist, businessman. Oh, that doesn't really sound case. British. Um, Corinne says, that commercial, me going down that memory lane with Fidel Sassoon, prompted me to find this ancient SNL commercial parody. It's so stupid, but my husband and I quote it to this day. I love that feeling. You and I have that that type of, I mean, we do it on the show, but also <laughs> just in our day-to-day lives, like how many things, it doesn't even matter how dumb it is. Sleep easy, hutch rhymes, yeah. like whatever. It's just like, reflexive. Exactly. Um, and Corinne says, after uh, seeing this, uh, my husband and I say this almost every day, if you don't look good, don't blame us. That's just your hat. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this at all. I don't. I don't think this is a very famous one. This has a David Spade in it. And unfortunately, the only version we could find is um, the audio is pretty damn rough on it and kind of blown out. I ran out of time. I actually was trying to bit torrent this actual episode <laughs> wow. of SNL. And I had to figure out, like, what episode is it from? I found the script from it. And I think I... Now I don't have it in front of me anymore. I think it was the final episode of the 17th season, I believe. Um, but anyway, I couldn't download a cleaner copy in time. So please just uh, uh, put up with this audio. Uh, it's about a minute long of this SNL skit starring David Spade. And you'll also hear from Victoria Jackson. Would you like your hair to have salon finish, salon shine, and salon hold? Well, now you can. All your wildest salon fantasies will come true with new salon shampoo. Follow these two simple steps. First, wash your hair. Then, say the word salon like I do with the accent on the first syllable. Keep saying the word salon and feel your hair getting richer, fuller, thicker, fresher. Say it. Say it. Salon. Salon. Louder. Want it. Mean it. Salon. Salon. Yes, feel it. You must believe in the power of salon. Yes, I feel it. Salon. Here's how salon works. 
as you say, Salon, impulses travel from your voice box through your nerve endings and into the hair follicle itself. The follicle is stimulated only when the accent is on the first syllable. Saying it incorrectly may seriously damage your hair. <laughs> Everyone! Salon! New Salon. And remember, if you don't look good, don't blame us. That's just your hair. <laughs> so direct parody of the of the type of ad we just saw at the yeah. end. He's surrounded by all the women. They all shout together at the end. David Spade looks like he's about 13 years old I in know. that ad. And nowadays he looks like he's about 16. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of our favorite commercials is the Liberty Biberty commercial. Yeah. Um, this is the Liberty Mutual commercial where you have a uh, an actor standing on the boardwalk um, or in front of the harbor or whatever, and he's trying to do his lines for a, for a Liberty Mutual commercial, but he keeps messing them up and eventually just says Liberty Biberty. If you are uh, if you need a reminder, let's just listen to this again. Why not? It always brings me joy. As a struggling actor, I need all the breaks that I can get. A Liberty Butchamo. Cut. Liberty Mutual. Line. Cut. Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Cut. Liberty Mutual. Am I allowed to riff? What if I come out of the water? Liberty Bibberty. Cut. We'll dub it. Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. And David said, I just saw the Liberty Biberty ad while watching an episode of Murder, She Wrote on Hulu. It's peak after these messages. But they really missed an opportunity by not changing the jingle at the end to say Biberty. I agree. Have we talked about that? No, they I don't, totally that David should. is so right. I don't think they knew what, how this how Liberty yeah. Biberty was going to blow up. Yeah, it Bi- really Liberty was Liberty is the is their all-time biggest. I mean, maybe you loved Brad. No, I think this is bigger than you loved Brad. Yeah, because I think you love Brad. It stuck with us, but it also irritated us. Yeah. It was a little bit like a what's People a computer. People love Liberty Biberty. Yeah. It is absolutely like, yeah, it's their biggest hit for sure. You got a car. You named it Biberty. You loved Biberty. <laughs> you can sell anything. You can sell anything. All right, let's get out of here before I check the Mariners score, Genevieve. Um, Thanks for putting that together. Sure, sorry. A lot sorry of compromises. Yeah, a lot, a lot of compromise. The compromise was I did the show sheet this week, but the show sucked. Um, <laughs> no, I just feel like I was over-describing things and mis-describing things, but um, I actually had a lot of fun talking about those. And Well, as a judge... You know, you you have a lot of responsibility to make sure everything's clear. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's reminding me of a conversation I, I was having at work today. We, I can't. You even, mean at court? <laughs> I'm sorry, at court. I can't get into it here. But we just had an idea for the upcoming TBTL fundraiser, and it's such a silly thing. But somebody decided, well, you better run this past legal. And I was just like, well, legal's never going to say yes because yeah. there's no upside to saying yes. But it turns out they did clear it today. But I read the email from the lawyer, and it was just like. I don't know if all corporate lawyers are like this, like when they're in-house or on retainer like that or whatever, but like there was no wasted word. There wasn't even a response like, dear Andrew's colleague or whatever. It was just like, this is a statement. This is a statement. This is a statement. You're all clear. You know I, love, I, mean? I love lawyers, but they're a different breed, man. <laughs> they really they are. They really are. Any hoozles, that's not getting us closer to watching this Mariners game. If you would like to call our voicemail line, you can weigh in on anything that we've talked about on the show or a commercial that you love, or we love it when you call and sing a jingle for us. Call us at 
607-444-5597. That's 607-444-5597. Or email us at after these messages show at Gmail or visit us on the Facebook group. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Backyards, kittens, puppies, 401ks, babos, yuppies.